and the Miniland one, it has like a cool design where it doesn't really look like it's Lego, but then it's like, it is Lego. And welcome to the Bambaton podcast. And Noah's out here building Legos on the podcast. Lego is making a comeback, I think, personally. Um, I just bought recently the first Lego sets of my life. I've always hated Lego sets, but now I'm kind of looking at it as like a puzzle that you can kind of display, kind of like relaxing thing to do. So, um, you want to explain that, uh, that hatred of Lego? Yeah. As a kid, I just didn't get it. Cause I was like, Oh, you're getting a toy. You have to build like, what the fuck is this? You know? And then now I have like a newfound appreciation of, uh, of Lego and like those kind of more mundane tasks. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much the only explanation as a kid. I don't think I gave it a fair shot. I didn't really like building it that much. Um, yeah, but now what's, what's your opinion on Lego, Nathan? I mean, me and Noah like grew up on Lego back when actually Lego was almost bankrupt. My mom saw Lego as like this really cool educational thing that was really cheap that you could buy for me and Noah. And um, little did she know that it would end up becoming like one of the biggest like companies. I didn't even know it was on the downhill. When, when was it on the downhill? Like around like 2007, 2008, like that recession kind of time time period mm, um i didn't know that yeah i guess because it's a toy so it's not really like a necessity yeah like like during the recession like 2008 yeah like it was like doing really bad that makes sense and then like she said we'd go to legoland and um there would be like this tent outside of legoland that's like um super highly discounted like legos oh, so wow. you'd go in this tent and i still remember kind of going in it and it'd just be like half off everything yeah and it'd be like brand new lego sets that's so sick so yeah lego i i always liked lego land and i love the mini land i love the mini land where you can see all like the fucking big ass city of lego like i always i've always liked the miniature like have you ever seen like the hobby that people have when they build their own like miniature like town with like a yeah like a train yeah like in a weird way, I could see myself getting into that. I know it's really fucking weird, like, to have, like, a whole little, like, set, you know? But, you know, I think it's kind of cool. I don't know. There's something relaxing about it. So, yeah, I'm That's not funny. sure. That's actually my mom's, like, dream. Is to have her own little town with a train. Town. You know that? You know that, right? Her own Lego town? Her, like, dream for, like, Christmas is to, like, build one of those Lego towns. She, like, slowly collects those, like, towns over the years. That's why we have so many in our garage. Oh yeah, I wouldn't want mine necessarily to even be made out of uh, Lego, but yeah, the the yeah. towns are pretty sick. Um, it's like a cute little thing to do. I yeah, like for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And so you could be as a, in adulthood, Nathan. You kind of um, lost Lego, or you don't really do Legos anymore. Lego lost me, man. They're expensive. Like I remember back in the day when, like, what would be a probably. $50 set today was $15 when I was growing up and like obviously some of that's inflation but it really is also demand like the demand of Lego is like insanely high now like yeah you know what I think though is I think I did build some Legos as a kid and I think part of my frustration with the Lego back then also was that it all kind of looked like toys too you know none of them looked cool I really think that they stepped it up in their design thing where now like especially the architecture sets i love the look of them and i love that it doesn't even look like a lego um and a lot of like those like adult branded sets i feel like they did a really good job with yeah. and that like, didn't exist when i was younger yeah 
And I remember I still had some Legos. Like I always would get Legos, and I feel like I would like just build them a little bit, and then like Nicholas would build them, or we'd give them to John Michael. You know, I, I don't think I was just like not that into it, but yeah, that's a uh, yeah. I I grew up on Knights Kingdom. That mm. was like my favorite um, Lego brand when I was younger. They have these like you know like Ninjago and Star Wars. Yeah. Um, Knights Kingdom, like, dude, that was like my jam yeah and maybe this is a hot take for me personally i don't like the look of the minifigures i think that hot the mini, take i think that the minifigures look tacky i don't think they look well on display i think they look like a kid's like they, they make it look really childish in my opinion i i like the the structures the buildings it can make the yeah yeah that's so, a hot take is it you disagree with that i highly disagree with that because i remember when lego minifigures became its own brand yeah i don't know if no well you remember that right like like they debuted this um lego minifigures um the low bag collection yeah it was like a bag that had like a randomized amount of minifigures inside from a certain set and it was almost like a lottery where when you open the bag you had like a random chance of getting one of the figures in there and they would have like a Robin Hood in there, a sorcerer, a wizard, and they'd be just so beautifully designed. And I feel like that was, I don't know, something I really enjoyed about Lego was like all the different iterations that they'd have about certain iconic characters, especially like Star Wars too. You know, like General Grievous as a Lego figure is kind of interesting, building him with like the four arms. So I don't know. I think I like it, you know. Yeah, I guess I, I they do have a little bit of a charm to them, the little the Lego figures. I guess maybe my take was a little too harsh. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think that they're I don't know. Just sometimes though, you see them in the sets, and it's like it could be like a super cool ass building. Like let's say it's like Hogwarts, you know, and then these like random like mini figures that look like all like tacky and and like is it the scale? Yeah, like the scale is off. Is like, off yeah. There's like something off about them where it doesn't look like as high quality as the rest of some of these sets. You know, it doesn't seem like the quality. But like there are really cool ones too. And like they can be well done at times. I don't know. That's why I like the architecture ones. No, no minifigs. It's just, uh, it's just, uh, it's just the buildings. Noah, were you about to say something? No. Nah. I mean, I feel like the minifigures, um, they're kind of, they kind of remind you that it's a toy. I think yeah, the day. they do. And I feel like that, like without them, it feels more like a model kit, which yeah. I feel like is more like adult. I like that, which though. is probably why like a lot of the adult sets don't have minifigures. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. But yeah, but I guess you know you could just always not put out the minifigures. So it's not even a, they're kind of cool, but they're expensive too, right? You uh, guys should my bad. You guys should look at your old sets. You guys might have some that are worth a lot because apparently a lot of them even went up in price. I think we do. Actually. We definitely do. I think your knights one. Like we have a lot rare. of yeah my castle i have like the knight's kingdom castle it's like one of the cornerstone lego you sets look it from up. Like you might be able iconic. to sell it's that super iconic how it's many like, pieces is it i don't know the pieces but it's from probably like 2010 or something so you think it's over like a thousand pieces no oh thousand pieces i don't know pieces wise but i remember one time i saw the valley it was like 300 plus on that set we have a lot of discontinued lego sets that's why you should sell them the, like, mar- the market's high one thing that christian was telling me about was <laughs> i have the og indiana lego indiana jones boulder temple um like where he runs away from the boulder and 
yeah apparently that's a super rare coveted set they just re-released it but they redesigned it because of the new indie movie coming out but the og one is a collector's item apparently now so but i have it it's like oh i don't know actually you just have a shelf there where it was yeah. but somewhere it's somewhere it's it's, it's probably i think it's up there in there yeah or up yeah there, it's yeah. up there you so may, you might be able to afford that mac mini if you sell some of these sets maybe. oh yeah i also told noah about the whole mac mini plan and everything yeah and we went we, we uh we consulted with gpt4 on it and we had a little discussion about it so what nathan recap that situation so what is what is the plan going forward now for you well i also talked to sophia because i'm already starting to view my money as like our money because me and her are about to combine money. What did she think about you buying it? Oh, she she supports it because she she also understands the laptop is old and she understands how like important my laptop is in terms of work and everything. So she's in full support of the new MacBook. The Mac Mini, she definitely views more as a want and not a need, but she understands me wanting it because music is such a huge like passion of mine. And at this point I've been doing it for like several years. So she understands it's not just like a phase um yeah so she's supportive but she just kind of thought of like a. we actually talked about it a few days ago and we were thinking of a a plan to figure it out um but basically yeah my macbook i have a macbook pro it's mid 2018 um and it's uh obviously that's fairly old kind of dinosaurish and the tech in tech I mean, it's not, it's not that old, yeah, but not, in terms of the, the thing is that you bought it right before like the biggest leap in oh, yeah, computing the, the hardware. hardware. The quantum, like my MacBook is 2.3 gigahertz or something. It's like four cores, eight gigs of RAM, which is like Intel processor, Intel i5, Intel integrated graphics. I actually have the i5 on my laptop, but yeah. I have 16 gigs of RAM for that bad. Yeah. Time, so, and it's actually done amazing for me like in terms of a product as a product it's not it's, a bad laptop it's, it's just it's, it's done just, very yeah. well like we're recording this podcast right now on it on this very laptop um and i think the entirety of the podcast has been on this laptop so yeah it's been a pretty shout out yeah a great machine so far but yeah some of the keys are are getting bad and the battery is totally shot um and it's starting to struggle to keep up with certain things so yeah like i was kind of looking at the macbook airs because tim actually uh pointed out the concept of a primary device and a secondary device which i never thought of my devices in that way but it makes total sense and him being the tech savant he Dude, is, you, i, f I figured you know? that out through my fuck-ups of buying that whole ipad pro setup and i was like fuck this is a secondary device and my primary device sucks ass and I reconfigured like my whole setup. I'm sure I even talked about it on the podcast years ago. Yeah, I was gonna say, was um, this on the podcast or it was definitely was on the podcast conversation. This was years ago though, when I had when when I went through that and I sold all my tech and upgraded my laptop and got a downgraded iPad. Best decision I made there. Um, but yeah, you have to have the light. I uh, your laptop, your primary device, your laptop. That's got to be dialed before you start looking at any other device in my opinion at least for my life some people use their what i found though is that like a lot of people use their phones a lot you know like i feel like i use my phone like a lot less than the average person because i do everything yeah. on my laptop so my phone is definitely like a co-primary device but it's actually doing really well because it's an iphone 14 no sorry 
13. Yeah. Is what? it 13, Noah? I think. Yeah, you guys got nice phones. You, yeah. But you guys got that got upgrade, nice right? You got the upgrade uh, through T-Mobile, right? Yeah, or, something like that. Yeah. Where's, where's uh, Gold Dickin? Yeah, you, you guys know us. Around, you know us. Hopping around. Well, yeah. Like, appara- oh, it's a 13. Yeah, I just yeah. checked. Apparently, yeah. that's like the best um, way to do it, you know, is to always like jump carriers, you know? <laughs> I think your family does it right. No, like they do it right. Yeah. Like that's like the, um, like that's, that's the, the way. That's the move. Yeah. Um, I know my family's been on like Sprint T-Mobile for a long time, which is good. But yeah, like, yeah, hopping carriers is, because then you get the nice uh, iPhones and everything. But yeah. Yeah, because they, they just want you on the plan. So with us, they often will buy us out of our old plan give us free phones like it's a whole whatever so yeah, I think yeah. especially because there's so many of us so like it's pretty yeah they they, they yeah. jump at it because that's like five lines they're getting or something for our just our family alone so they like yeah. that idea i should maybe uh, talk to my family about uh switching over and getting like that huge upgrade you know because we've uh we, we've never really switched over that much and they don't really the phone companies they don't take care of you when you're on there they just wanted to get you onto them you know so you exactly so it, you so. just keep yeah keep jumping jumping yeah um that's that's the move um but yeah because iphones so especially annoying, on iphones you have super to do annoying that. process yeah I yeah the only person that would do that is dad bro it takes it takes a lot of effort but the thing is that with iphones iphones are so ridiculously priced absolutely ridiculously priced and perfect segue into the ridiculously priced new apple headset Mm -hmm. that is huge news you know i've been talking about this for years i've literally been following this since the patent was filed like five years ago (laughs) of course you are um and yeah and now finally the first step has been taken i know the first thing everyone thought is they thought thirty five hundred dollars oh my god what the fuck that's so expensive me knowing on like being on like the insider you we knew that it was going to be um a very expensive device because it's a preliminary like developer device is the main focus of it. But come a year from now, I'm super excited for V2 where they're going to be doing a cheaper consumer model. And I think that that the tech that they showed um, for it was super freaking cool. And I definitely envision myself in like a few years time, like five, 10 years from now, having one of those glasses and then like sitting down at my computer and it's not even a computer really. It's maybe like maybe just your laptop and then, you put on the glasses and it does that expand thing. And then you have the three monitor setup wherever you go. And for me, that's so going to be so cool because one of the reasons why I can't work without my desk setup is that I love having a big monitor. Like I feel so restricted on like just a laptop screen. That's why Nathan, like I never go with you guys, you know, that's like coffee shops and stuff or the library when that's happening. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I love really, your home setup. I love the home setup. And if I could take that home setup in a headset form, I'm all game. I'm all game. And Noah's Wait. currently uh, spreading out the Legos. My bad. I love how they have it in the bags, though. You know what I mean? Like where they have like the bags numbered. Yeah, because it's like taking them all out all at once would be so annoying. Yeah. Yeah. So the Vision Pro, um, Tim, you being a tech person, what was probably the biggest takeaway um, for you? Um, well, Apple did that. what Apple does. What did Apple you watch does. The whole thing, by the way? Oh, yeah, I was watching it live, and I was I was texting Nathan throughout the whole entire thing live um, too. So we were kind of uh, there together, experiencing the drop, uh, which is, is the first newest Apple product since I think the Apple Watch. If I want to be maybe or um, AirPods or, or AirPods, one of the two. One of those. Oh, AirPod Max is probably. 
Oh well, yeah. Well, yeah. That, yeah. That's a kind of small. I mean, one. I guess that counts. I yeah. guess that counts. This is like the pods. newest product category. Or HomePod, if you want to count that. Oh my that. gosh, the HomePod. Yeah, maybe HomePod because, like, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, a new Apple product is always exciting, right? Like yes. every single time they make a new one, it's exciting, especially when it's one like this. So Apple did what Apple did. They made it really polished, right? So that's the exciting part is that Facebook has one of these. Um, but what every single one of the tech YouTubers is saying that got to try it is the responsiveness of it. So Apple did what Apple did. They put the chip in. They made a dedicated chip for it. So now, basically, there's no lag, which is huge with AR technology. You need that. So basically, no lag on the headset, and the clarity is incredible. So that's like the that's like what everyone's saying about it. Um, are those two things and everyone's really, really liking it, um, is, is the whole vibe in the tech community. The, they also pioneered no controller and I really like that too. They only, that's insane. That's That's insane. How does that even work? Uh, basically they have cameras pointing down on the headset throughout all of it and it tracks your hands and you could just use your hands. That's crazy. But Um, it's, it's insane though what their response is. Like you could be on your couch and you're just watching a movie and you just do yeah, and it, it, it sees it. Side. Yeah, Isn't that crazy? Great. You don't have to move it well, in because, the like, frame also, like, or in like a yeah. low light setting, like watching yeah. a movie. Yeah, like, yeah. Crazy that it has that kind of technology to be able to see that mm-hmm. even with like little light. And the eye tracking. So those are pretty much the main takeaways. The eye tracking is the only other input too. So wherever you look, that's the cursor. So people are saying it feels like um, you're using your mind to control it because it has such good eye tracking. Um, and so those were kind of like the takeaways, the clarity, the sharpness, the um, the responsiveness, and the eye tracking; those were all kind of the ones that kind of outleaped Facebook's uh, stuff that they've done so far. Uh, I couldn't help but notice that Facebook's is also made out of like plastic. I think. And well, Facebook Apple's has a four hundred dollar one, which is a true. great product. Yeah. That's yeah. an absolute fantastic product uh, for VR, and that one is like um, you know you could buy like what seven or eight of those or one of apples so it's kind of not a good comparison then they have their quest pro which is a 1500 dollars one and that one looks a lot similar to apples but it has like the controllers and it's like fully ar i don't think it can go ar vr i think it's just ar if i if i'm not mistaken um and another interesting thing too is that people think that it's a pass-through ar connector which i thought so too because it has the eyes on the outside right yeah those eyes are fake they're not your eyes. It's an OLED display on the outs on the outside. How freaking weird is that? Why'd they add that then? So they added it just so other people could see it and they added that effect, but it actually and they kind of were a little sneaky about that. They didn't really mention that, you know? They just said that it was like your eyes are showing. It's not your real eyes. It's a projected image of what your eyes would look like. How weird is that? Well, what's most weird is the FaceTime capabilities of this thing it is yeah the facetime is very like 3d valley yeah Noah, have you heard about that how you facetime with these goggles i've not what is it so basically they can't you can't obviously show your face because your face is covered by the headset so when you get the headset you use all the cameras and sensors on it to scan your face and body then when you're on a facetime call it can see your facial expressions and it takes your avatar um, and it, it and it just is like shows the real time facial expressions, hand gestures, and everything with just the avatar. But the avatar looks really realistic. But the avatar looks realistic, That's so it's creepy. creepy as fuck. Yeah, that is so creepy. Yeah, um, and it, and it, it's just gonna get better from here too. And it already looks pretty good, so it is very uh, uncanny valley. Uh, so you want you want one though? 
hell yeah, I want one, but no, I'm not going to buy one. I know that they're going to come out with one a year from now that's $1,500, and I will seriously consider getting one for $1,500. I'm, I'm like, I don't know if I'd ever get one of those. Well, Maybe what you got to think me, is like, it's a whole computer, and you definitely will eventually. I, I think, like, I will be forced to, for sure, like, in our lifetime, like, 100%. Like, it's like, you're not going to be able to, like, exist without one of those things, you know? But then at the same time, I also, like, kind of want to delay it as much as possible. Because Why? it just freaks me out, man. I watch too much Black Mirror. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Well, can I, can I paint you? Have you ever seen SAO? You know what SAO is? Like? I've watched a lot of Black oh, Mirror. I've heard of SAO. I don't know what anime, SAO yeah. is. That's, like, literally... The, the plot okay wait but can i let me let me describe to you a world noah okay an optimistic world all right optimistic okay, okay. let's go with that one of the most intrusive things about technology in this world is where it is housed which is in screens and screens fucking suck and it's an eyesore so think about this you walk around your house you see a computer on your desk setup has a freaking big ass monitor a tv in your living room big ass monitor um, you know, you go onto your phone. It's a big ass screen, right? Imagine a world where there was no screens and all the screens are gone. You could get rid of them. You're walking around your house and you don't even see a trace of tech. Maybe there's some low key tech things, but there's no tech throughout your entire house. All you do is you put on these glasses and you can immerse yourself in a world of tech and have screens anywhere you want. And you could take them off and remove all the tech from your life. So I feel like it's a, it will be, it's going to be a really good separator of tech from the non-tech world and so i personally see it as a um further adaptation which will actually make things better in some ways too like that because i think that screens being everywhere is super cumbersome and e-waste from that i don't know it's just it would be better to have a everyone have ar glasses and then all the screens could be virtual i understand your take but from a what's the opposite of optimistic Pessimistic. pessimistic view of it like the idea is basically like yeah there's not gonna be any screens but it's because you, the screen is gonna be covering your entire vision you're gonna be staring at a screen constantly always think about it this way right your entire virtual life would be housed in this thing right if you want and let's say like oh like you know what i'm saying like how often do you check your phone a day Right, I, I mean, all the time. All the time. Why would you ever take it off? Why would I ever take off the headset? Let's say the yeah. headset becomes your phone, your computer, your work, your everything is on there. You know what I'm saying? Like your notifications, your yeah. YouTube, your TV, everything. Why would you ever take it off? Okay, I love And this then debate. it becomes, all of a sudden, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but like cyborgs. Here's the if thing. Think about it. No, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I totally get your sentiment, and I get that you think that it's going to be like addictive, and you're always going to have the headset on. Well, but I here's like I, not even for us. But, but think about think about your think about your kid, right? Your kid. You're yeah. born into a world where your every single screen is basically like attached to your face, and like if you imagine like how addicted to technology kids are already, imagine if you never had to take that off. You could technically live your life with it on. Yeah, because like, there's cameras everywhere, so you could like just live with it. On. Here, here, I have a completely counter to that, and I see it completely differently. Actually, I totally get where you're coming from, but here's the thing: right now, we live in a world where a kid walks around his everyday life, and he can't get away from screens. He looks on a billboard on the side of the road; it's a screen. He looks at the TV in his living room; it's a screen. He looks at his computer, and it's a screen. He sees his dad, his mama's phone; they're always on their phones. They're always on screens. I believe in compart. That's, I, that's a hard word to say, but compart, 
Compartmentalization. What is it? Compartmental. Compartmentalizing. Yeah. Compartmentalizing. So basically, um, if you had this one device, this one headset, it would be just as easy to detach yourself as it would be to attach yourself. And I get the risk there, but wouldn't it be so freeing to know you could take it off and it's all gone? I feel like that'll be a lot more beneficial because a kid also a kid might not even know about any tech until he gets access to one of those and a parent can decide at what age that happens right now a kid's going to get access to tech 24 7 you know so um if anything i think it could be even a little bit i, of the I other will way. say this though would he want to take it off if he went if when he takes it off he just sees everyone else has it on well, I think that it's going to get to a point where it's not going to be like that. It's going to, if anything, it's going to be way less intrusive than someone taking out their phone. If anything, it's going to be you have these small little glasses on, and you could do everything through there. And so it's going to look even more like natural. You know what I mean? To do that, maybe it'll be super easy to be distracted um, because of that. But at least it will. It also will look better. I think it'll look better than everyone hunching down at their phones all day. It'll be it'll look a lot better and a lot more seamless if it was more. Um, natural. I feel like the glasses is a more natural um, looking tech. I feel like the phone is a very intrusive tech that you're, we're kind of having to adapt to where the glasses is a more seamless uh, introduction of tech. But I do really understand the concerns like advertising to you on your face, um, screens on your face. It's all very scary. So I do understand um, uh, people being skeptical of it. I really think that the phone is already so scary. I really think that, you know, I honestly think it can't get worse than it is, to be honest. Like, what's a headset going to do? People are on their phones 24-7 anyways, you know? It's like a headset's just going to make it a little bit more seamless, a little bit more productive, I'd say. I don't know. I'm excited for it. I have to agree with Noah, though. I think a headset would make it it far more addicting because you aren't even realizing how much you're engaging with it when it becomes one with your reality. You can also you know think about saying? the fact that, like, if you you think about it as like a screen now. In the future, you can get to the point where you don't like having it on and off is almost the exact same clarity. You know what I'm saying? Like living with it on and off, it's almost like why would I take it off if I can? Like you know what I'm saying? It's almost like let's say there's like a camera on the front. You could see everything in your life like clearer. Like let's say you have a vision. Like let's say like Nathan wears glasses. Like, let's say they have, the, like, the Vision Pro, right, where it literally corrects your vision. Mm-hmm. So you have that on, and you can see everything with perfect clarity. You have all of your work there, your notifications there, your calls, texts, everything. Like, there, I almost feel like that it's that where it's, like, especially if it becomes smaller and thinner, and, like, there would never be a need or a want to take it off because life would be, like life is going to become so virtual that you would almost like, like it would be more of a hindrance to you if you took it off. Well, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. How often do you not have your phone on you? Not that often. For me, it's almost never, you know what I mean? So I feel like we have that conscious decision where we always have our phone on us. And so I don't think that, but I think that it's that much of a, we're not, it's not a conscious decision to have the phone screen always on in front of us. When I take out my phone, it's like, it's a part of my reality. It's mm. it's there. It's like, it's in my hand. I can definitely hold it up to my face and like watch it. And I'm my I'm definitely focused on it. But it's not my my phone is not the way or almost the viewfinder through which I perceive reality. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, 
you're gonna get to a point the input where is the input is making you feel disturbed that instead of you holding it and interacting with it it's on your face and so it's there i guess and it's that almost, is that is the part that irks you it's the idea that like i guess like i don't like the idea that you're like it will become the norm that your perception of the world is filtered through this thing yeah it's not a part of your vision it is your vision your vision is through this thing like you no longer like see anything without looking through this glass i think well i think you know first what i think that's this the hypo- way i see it, i think this hypothetical you're creating is that we are suddenly going to a point where we're using this 24 7 and so that's kind of like where you're starting i but i think you introduced that well you were like when are you not using your phone well, no, I was, I was just, right. I was trying to address your concern of the amount you would use it. I personally think that that hypothetical of using the VR glasses twenty four seven is, I think that, I think that most people don't go on their phone twenty four seven. I think that most people wouldn't abuse the VR glasses twenty four seven. I think it would be the same exact amount of addiction and everything as currently as it is. I really can't see it getting any worse. That's, That's the part the where I disagree with you on. And I think that in I think yeah, that I 100 percent disagree with maybe, you. Maybe maybe it can get a little bit worse with with it being, you know, the AR glasses. And it is a little scary to think about that. But but I personally think that right now our tech is so like um not integrated properly into our life. Like every input that we have, like our phone is like because it buzzes, you pull it out of your pocket, you check your notification, right? You open it. You respond to the notification, and then you close your phone, and then you put it back in your pocket. Like, if anything, it's the whole tech thing is making it this huge, cumbersome process to interact with. But isn't it that same cumbersome process as the very defense mechanism against having us so addicted to that next level? I would I say yes. Saying, I would I'm say ca- yes if you don't check your notification. If it ever stops you from checking your notification, I don't think it does. I think everyone checks it no matter well, what. Well, I argue that in the sense of as a vinyl collector mm. because that is essentially like the idea of collecting vinyl. Like why would you collect and have to take care of these plastic discs that warp and bend and get dusty that store music that you could literally play instantly on your phone? Yeah, I have vinyls as well. And you have vinyls too. So you totally understand. Like it's that the idea is that it's that ritual of taking out something physical and forcing yourself to take care of it and like care for it and like physically putting it on, flipping it halfway through. And like it's almost that that kind of annoying process that makes the listening to the music so much better. Like that listening experience where you're like, wow, like all of a sudden, like I like the fact that I had to like work in a way to listen to this music, like is like, it's almost like a labor of love, I guess. You know what I'm saying? So then when it comes to our phones, I think that a similar idea can be applied where it's almost like that instant gratification of no longer do you have to take out your phone and like go through your emails. Like everything is instantly in your vision. Mm. It's like, it's instantly there. You ever like think about like, oh, like I want to watch this video or something. It's already there. It's already in your vision. You don't even have to touch anything. So it's almost like that instant gratification that we already are so addicted to will just multiply and and expand to such an exponential level that I feel like that there will be like almost no need I think that there's like a balancing act though, because like okay, let me let me let me present a hypothetical here of like you getting a you getting a text message that's unimportant while you're talking to someone. 
You know what I mean? So I'm talking to you. And I right now, and, and how I'm doing it right now, I have a watch on, so maybe I could see it on the watch. I look down at my watch, I dismiss it. That's pretty seamless. That's why I like my smartwatch for that reason. Most people don't have one. So let's say they get a text message, they get a buzz in their pocket, they pull the phone out of their pocket, they have to, they don't have, let's say maybe they don't even, they can't even see it on their lock screen, right? They unlock their phone, they have to open the app, and then they see the notification, see it's unimportant, turn it off, put it back in their pocket. Now, let's say you have the AR glasses on, you're talking to someone, a notification pops up, you instantly see it's unimportant, you just flick your you flick your wrist like this, boom, it's gone out of the way. You know what I mean? So in some ways, it's making things more seamless too. I think it's a balancing act and I think that- You are 100% right in that sense, but that is the very reason why it's gonna become so much more addictive. That. And let me just say this, when it comes to the vinyl thing, I love that example because you look at how much music is being played in the world when it came to vinyl, when that became CDs, when that became streaming, we are living in an age where there's more music being played today, more music being uploaded and played and produced than ever before in history. Like we have more songs played per day than like certain eras were combined. And yeah, you can I completely music see on everywhere. Well, that's what I'm saying is the the ease of access to music like created by the technology of streaming is something that we're going to see with VR. In my honest opinion, we're going to see the ease of access to technology is going to make the use of that technology exponentially greater but you all, than the last leap. That's you're, just you're how assuming it that, works. There's a huge assumption when you say that there's a huge assumption. And the assumption is that we currently do not have full access to technology 24 seven, which I disagree with. I think right now, how we're living right now, when do you not have access to technology 24-7? They had full access to music. You know what I'm saying? Like with CDs. They, they didn't, though. They needed a played. vinyl player. They Or they needed a CD player. They had a go-to. You can bring it. You can bring a CD yeah, player. You, who didn't everyone have a Walkman? Had it. You had a Walkman. Yeah, I mean, you had a Walkman, an iPod. You could bring it with you everywhere. You had headphones. You could have so so many songs in your iPod classic that you can't even go through all of them in like a whole year. Yeah. And somehow streaming like took that to a whole new level like people play music i listen to more music than my dad probably did in probably five years time in just a year so we are in like an unprecedented age and that's just how technology works when things when we take a, a quantum leap forward in the accessibility of a certain technology the use of it is also going to take a quantum leap and that's just what we've seen throughout history i don't see that changing you know, history doesn't, uh, the, the, the data shows, you know, that yeah, I think. Well, I guess here's what I'm arguing too. I'm not even arguing that it's going to lower anything. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm not, I'm not arguing it's going to lower. I think I agree with you. It's going to stay the same or maybe it will slightly increase. My argument is that we're capped out. My argument is that everyone has access to technology 24 seven. There's no detaching from it. We have five different device. We have a yeah. hundred different devices in yeah. a hundred different locations that we could all access at any time. It's cumbersome. It's an eyesore. Yeah. And I'm arguing that VR is going to come in. It's going to take all of our devices that are everywhere, put it into one device that you could easily set down, pick up. And it's just one process. You don't have a hundred pieces of tech everywhere. And I think that it's just going to make everything less of an eyesore. It's going to make it so that way you can kind of fully detach. Because I would argue right now you can't fully detach because you have a hundred devices laying around. So you're going to find one of them eventually. Once you just have one device that can do everything, it's going to be a lot easier to detach because you're going to be able to just set down that one thing, go take a walk, 
You're not going to have your phone buzzing at you. You're not going to, you know what I mean? Or you, or you can, whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? Whatever works for you. I just don't think it's going to be this huge negative. I think we're already off the deep end. And so I really don't think that, I think yeah, if people worse, want, basically. if people want to watch Netflix, if people want to watch YouTube, they could do it on their TV, on their laptop, on their phone, on their watch, on their uh, Alexas, on their Google Homes, on their uh, iPads, on their Kindles, on their like, w- like w- it, there's you're, you're the only way that your guys' argument makes sense is if you're if we don't have access, and I think we have full access, and I think that that's not changing, and I think that the VR headset will just make the, everything clean. The diff- I think I think. Um the one part that you're neglecting with your argument though is that the very things that make vr and i mean actually more like ar desirable are the very things that are going to make people even more compelled to use them like your entire argument is completely true the seamlessness the integration into reality like i know like yeah. my like grandkids are going to be like it's so much easier if you just it's like it's almost like when when like when like your grandma's like, I want to go out and buy a cooking book. And you're like, just use Google, you dumbass. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, no, but like, you know, like, I just like, I just like, like the recipes when I can see them in my hand. And like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, okay, like, they're not being efficient, which is true. Like, mm-hmm. I think that like, as technology progresses, that's the whole point is that's way more efficient, way more accessible. I completely agree with you on all of that. I think the, the argument is not that it is like the argument isn't that technology is like i guess going to be um what's that word never mind you keep talking well what i was gonna (laughs) say all all i'm gonna say to that is that like i think that that um you know, I think that sentiment of your grandma wanting the cookbook is a very good one to bring up, but I really don't think that the VR headset has anything to do with that. It's just going to be another cool computer that comes out. You know what I mean? Almost like that where um, it, it just it is going to make it easier, but if you still want the cookbook, you still want the cookbook. I would argue that, you know, if you buy a VR headset, you can get rid of all your other screens and you just have that one and then you'll have more split more space to store your cookbooks. Oh, I have and a question. Then, and then when you take yeah. your VR headset off, now you have, all of a sudden where your old computer used to be is now your cookbook station. You know what I mean? And now you can put all your cookbooks there. You know what I mean? Is I, that it's a freeing up it's free it frees it up for the rest of your stuff. I see that. And honestly, like I I understand. I think that like you I think that me and Nathan have a very pessimistic view of technology and things like that Mm -hmm. just because maybe how we raised it or whatever but i'm interested in asking you um do you feel like that let's say that your reality is true get rid of all the technology that we own right now this is like 50 years down the road 50 years down the road everyone just has like one apple vision pro version 23 right yeah, it's like contacts at that point pretty much probably right it's you like could, contacts. you can probably make it whatever you want do you feel like that a corporation owning so much of your life mm. is i mean they already do right. right but a corporation owning the entire perception of reality and the way that you view it perceive it in a in a world where it becomes so clear that it's almost like when you wake up in the morning you put on your glasses because like for Nathan, that is his reality. And <laughs> we already have like laser eyes. And there's literally too. and there's literally like 
an, an idea where literally like it's like contacts and you can literally put them in and you don't have to replace them for like a year mm. and it's vision pro in these contacts that you don't have yeah, to i don't know if that's gonna happen let's but say yeah, let's hypothetically narrow link and like all that shit you know what i'm saying it's like you literally don't even have to put it on anymore like it's it's just in your head yeah. somehow some way it's seamless right do you feel like that especially in the capitalist world where you a corporation essentially owns your eyes do you feel like that that's problematic at all yeah i, I feel mean like especially with how we're, how we already are you know what i'm saying you could say you could already argue that like we already do that but What's your take on that? Yeah, you're touching on a lot of different things there. And so you're touching on, um, you know, I think the main thing that you're touching on there is privacy, right? And so privacy when it comes to corporations having access and advertising, uh, especially when it comes to your eyes, that's a huge concern. I'm in the privacy argument. I've, I'm always of the opinion that I am not interesting and that me as an individual um, is not interesting to anyone. And so corporations, FBI, Anyone who wants to spy on me, I am an ant in a freaking ant hill. That's my opinion. And I think that I don't care if corporations view my data. That's why I have Alexas. That's why I have Amazons. Because I know that the data they're collecting is for the group of person I'm in. The millions of people who are into fish tanks, golf. You know what I mean? That's what I'm being categorized into. You know what I mean? To advertise to me. And I understand that on an individual level, individual privacy is not a privacy concern, in my opinion. I don't think that anyone is individually interesting enough for anyone to care about them. And so from that, uh, so through that logic, I find like peace in corporations having access to my vision because that's like that was one of my concerns when I got an Amazon because it's a show. It literally can advertise to me in my room, right? I turned off the advertisements, but it still sometimes does, you know, still sometimes will like say something it'll interject into my life and advertise to me. So it is a little creepy. Um, but I'm of the personal opinion where privacy on an individual level is unimportant and I am not concerned by it. Um, when it comes to the glasses though, I, I think that maybe does change a little bit, but you kind of touched on it too, is that like they already have access to all these devices that we're constantly looking at. They pretty much already have access to our eyes um, and I think that ability to just be able to like take on and take off the device and it'd be one device, uh, may be even more freeing in some ways too. So kind of similar echoes of the other arguments. Um, well, I guess the, I guess not really from a privacy perspective, sorry, I probably should have clarified that because I did touch on a lot of things, but more so in the idea that, um, they can influence how, Basically, the entire country slash world. Let's say who, everyone who owns them, who owns like the devices. Like, let's say you are an Apple user in the year twenty fifty three, right? You and everyone in your family owns or has these like implants or like these contacts where you get to see the world through, like, and you have all of your notifications, everything basically seamlessly, like, in your life, right? At that point, we're cyborgs. It's kind of dope, you know, <laughs> but do you feel like that it's, um, I guess, problematic that not necessarily from a privacy perspective, because in in my opinion, there is no privacy. Like mm -hmm. you leave the house, like yeah, someone's phone is oh, someone's phone camera is always pointed at you. Like there is like, I feel like it's like, it's stupid to try to be Ted Bundy today because like 
there's nowhere to hide. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. they can hear you, see you everywhere, right? The thing, I guess, is what I'm saying is they can very slightly influence you through basically how you perceive the world, which is through your eyes. Right? How, how do you think that what they have access to today is any different to the VR glasses? Well, I think it's it's that idea of accessibility mm-hmm. where like they influence me obviously through all of my technology, which I'm constantly looking at. I do agree, but it's, I guess that seamlessness of, I don't have to like, if I like, if my phone dies, I'm like, damn, I'm like disconnected right now. You know what I'm saying? And like, I'm out, whatever. Like if the vision pro gets to a point where you no longer have to take it off and like they have like wireless charging, mm-hmm. you know, and like stuff like that that they were focusing on. Like it's kind of the idea of like there is no more disconnecting from online. You know what I'm saying? And like, do you feel like that a corporation owning that like is I guess problematic? Yeah, I guess I just don't see how it would be any different to today. I mean, I I mean, even in a hypothetical where your device can be like our our smartphones have the charging capabilities of them have gotten like so good in recent years too. Like, you know, they used to not last a day. You used to have to think about charging it, carry power, power banks everywhere. I remember just like four years ago, I used to always be afraid of my phone dying and I would keep like uh, portable charging banks in my backpack and I removed them like a year ago. And I was like, I've never used these. And they've been in my backpack for like four years because our phones have gotten so good that they like don't even need to charge throughout the day. Um, so it's pretty much uh, from the from my perspective on my phone, I, my phone feels like unlimited battery life. Like I, I don't ever even think about charging my phone. So I feel like it's almost at that point already where it doesn't even matter if they have the wire. Like and then the VR headset will get to that point too. You know, as as soon as you get the day long battery life, it's like you're chilling. In my opinion, you know, there's no um, there's no way up from there. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah, and I and I guess I just don't see the the difference there between the phone. I think the phone is is uh, is is just a more cumbersome VR headset that's always with you. You always have a screen with you, but you just have to go through all these barriers of entry that I think that people don't use as an actual barrier to entry. They just it just is cumbersome to them. So I'm just excited for the new tech of the VR headset. But I do get your guys' concerns. Yeah. I, I'm very optimistic about it. So obviously, I understand that there's like. Dude, especially like kids, kids fucking abuse tech. You know, you see them right now. Kids are on their phones 24-7. So I definitely see the concern where it's like, oh, fuck, kids are just going to be on their headset 24-7. And yeah, that fucking sucks. But it's- yeah, I think me and you disagree heavily on the cap. I don't think we've hit our cap. I think the the process of pulling out your phone, checking the notification. If you want to look at TikTok, the thought enters your brain. I want that dopamine hit. You have to go reach in your pocket, open up TikTok, you know, what, wait for it to load. You. Oh, yeah. But, but one, <laughs> that's why one sec is actually like proven to stop. It's that whole thing where when you study the rats who like get, um, they did psych studies on the rats who would, you just push a button and you get the dopamine hit. They have it connected to your brains. We're just like them. You just, they would just abuse it. If there was no, if there's no barrier to that button, they would just push the button all day till they died. That's just how we are as animals. And I believe that with VR, you can quite literally have the thought enter your mind and enter that dopamine hit 
in a fraction of the time that you were able to with the phone, which already feels like a fraction because it's always with you and there's always cellular towers and you can always check TikTok whenever. Mm. Maybe that's like five seconds it takes. Now it's one and that four second difference is huge. We as animals and we as with as fleshly people who have no control or who are primed, I suppose, to crave that dopamine and if it is freely given to freely accept it, this VR thing is going to send the addiction to technology to heights that we can't even fathom, I think, right now. Um, I know you feel like we've already hit the cap. I truly I like believe that history repeats itself and we, yeah. are, we are going to witness a brand new cap that is only going to become more and more refined as the VR technology continues to progress. Yeah, I think that... Um I think I, I that I that I agree with that actually like a hundred percent. I think that the only thing I just disagree with is just the uh, extreme as to what that's gonna be. I mm-hmm. think that that four seconds of you know you pull out you pull out your phone right now, especially mine. I have like the fingerprint scanner. The face unlocks pretty fast too. It's like it's exactly what you're saying. I think four seconds is a perfect term as how long it's gonna be. And I do agree that like VR, it's gonna bring it down to maybe like one two seconds if you want. Um, I guess Absolutely. I just I guess I just think you that you can have it always on on the side because you got your whole 180 view now. It's like you yeah. can have TikTok going 24 seven if you want. It's ridiculous. Like if you're waiting in line for Starbucks, you at least had that 10 seconds that you have your phone to take out and then put it away. Like now you're ordering and you're watching TikTok. Like mm. you're searching up like what drink to order at Starbucks on TikTok. It is like insane i think we are and and like i said i'm not saying um i'm like necessarily um what is it like against the technology because i think everything you said that's positive about it is going to be true but just like any technology there are immense positives and immense drawbacks and i think um vr is no different so i think everything you said that's great about it is I completely agree. Yeah, with you, man. I, I guess the, great, the video, the picture-in-picture picture video, is something that I wasn't really thinking about. Because I think that that also is a huge, at least in my life, when it comes to tech. Like, I find it so annoying. Like, if I'm downstairs and I'm like eating, you know what I mean, and I have my phone on me, and then I have to go like wash my hands, and I'm watching a video. It's like super annoying that like that video like leaves me. You know what I mean? So I feel like in like that sense, it would be such a pro to have that video on in like the corner of your vision while you're walking around doing dishes, doing the laundry. Um, and I do think there are going to be people who abuse it where they're out in public and they're on their phone. I think it's the same people today, though. I mean, there probably will be more of them just for the ease of access and probably the the um, unknown about it. That people won't know that you're doing it. So I guess that is something. But I feel like you already see today so many people go out in public, hang out with their friends, go on their phone. You know what I mean? They're in Starbucks line. They're on their phone in Starbucks line. And maybe they look up to order. So you're right. Maybe they're not watching it then. But I think those same people will continue to do that to the extreme. And I don't think it's going to make that big of a difference. And I think there are going to be probably more of those people because of it. But I think that the people like me and you and the people who are, you know, more conscious of those things will continue to be conscious of those things. And so I, don't I believe th- we're in a minority, though. I'm just I, being honest. I do think that you Well, are you on TikTok? I, I don't have TikTok, no. But I like, I like, <laughs> yeah. you, oh, man. I'm just saying, bro. I like, like YouTube shorts and dude, I like uh, Instagram is, reels. Like, it's so funny, man, because like, it's like, 
I'm I am literally the rat, bro. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, Emily has TikTok, and she goes on there for like so long, and I'm like, oh my it's god, You're because on there it's for so it's long. curated for you. You know what I'm saying? And it's yeah, like, it's so funny it, because yeah. I literally like, I watch entire movies on TikTok with Subway Surfers gameplay on the bottom. Have you ever seen that? Yes. Yeah, I see like, it through YouTube Shorts and everything. Dude, there's no way that if I had this kind of technology with me, I. I would have a single conversation with you without subway servers like right here, just <laughs> gameplay, just running. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just like that idea of like, like when technology. You think if you became, had that option, you'd you'd have the subway servers in the corner. <laughs> yeah, bro. Oh my god, I'd literally have two panels the of ASMR TikTok cutting video. Next to you, I'd have a YouTube video on top. I'd just have a little panel for your face. That'd be a dick know? move, bro. <laughs> dick move. Think about it this way, right? It's like, like when. When as technology has progressed, attention spans have gotten shorter and shorter. Like mm, imagine so the attention span of a child that grew up in the lifestyle of especially who with parents who don't really care about this or aren't as mindful as like yeah. maybe you are, where they're like, Oh, like I can literally give my kid a twenty four seven babysitter, which is basically a VR headset that he can keep on for I don't know, his entire life. Dope. I don't have to raise my kid anymore, right? Like, just imagine that kid's attention span when anybody asks him to do maybe anything that requires more than five seconds of his time. You know what I'm saying? And, like, you could mm -hmm. argue, like, oh, like, well, like, that's how, like, you learn, you know? But, like, dude, I, 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 iPad com kids. I, complete, I completely agree. The iPad kids are already, like, crazy. Imagine the VR kids. Yeah, you know, I don't think it's gonna be that much. You complain about the maybe VR. it will be, dude. Imagine like you know how like you have the kid on the iPad at the dinner table. Imagine the kids just like this. It'll be more seamless. Just, no, no, no. Imagine it's this. just his eyes are just glazed no, over. Uh, but imagine this: you know? the kid on the iPad at the at the dinner table. That's a perfect example. The kid on the iPad at the dinner table is not engaged. He's not present whatsoever. He's on the iPad. He's in his own world. He's at the booth, and that fucking sucks. At least with the AR headset, he'll be looking around. He'll be able to see his environment. He'll be looking up. It'll look more seamless. It'll have no screen in front of him. Why like there are benefits <laughs> even in that scenario. His eyes are glazed. Why over. would he? Why would he? Why would he, dude? You're imagining that he's like mindful and he wants to pay attention. Like now, the screen could be 180 degrees covering the entire restaurant. Like yeah. dude, he's not even talking there. to your kid. Imagine yeah. you're talking to your kid, and he's like, and you're like, "Hey, like son, like how was your basketball game?" And he's like, "Oh, it was good." And he's like, and you don't even know yeah. that he's watching like a 24-hour yeah. live. Stream you don't understand. You don't like. You know he's at the freaking Lakers game right now, courtside. <laughs> he's transported to a different world. You saw the Apple Vision Pro thing. You could go to That's the Lakers yeah. game. Like you're not even in the. And then Dude. you get to the point where it's like you literally can't tell if he's what he's watching or if he's watching or anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, man, it's crazy. There are a lot of scary things that you guys are bringing up that are I don't have answers to. Here, Tim, I, you are scary. in a minority. That's what I'm trying to like. I completely I can't believe this like came over my mind or like went over my head. But like you are not. <laughs> like the average consumer no, I, I you know what i'm saying like the average the average american is overweight indulges in what their flesh wants has no self-control they want their dopamine for free it's human nature like dopamine is a reward pathway it is a chemical produced by our the reward pathway in our brains the reason why it's called a reward is because you have to earn it in the old you know back when we were like a hunter-gatherer society you would get dopamine from a hard days of labor you know that's why you get dopamine from working out you earn your dopamine it is supposed to be 
your brain's chemical that rewards you for you doing something good and productive. With where technology is today, you can get that dopamine for free. And that is why we have addiction. And that is why people who don't know how to control their addictions or how even people who don't realize they have a problem are continuously addicted to their phones and lack social skills and just stare at the box all day. And people like you who understand, hey, technology is great, but we need limits. I need to take off this VR headset and I love the ability that I could take it off and interact with the real world. You are in the minority because you understand that you like that unlimited dopamine to your brain unearned is catastrophic to your mental health. Okay, so I want to ask you guys this. So do you guys think in your own personal life, if you guys had access to the VR headset, it would impact your attention span, everything we're talking about negatively? Do you think it would be a negative in your guys' life personally? Yes. Yes. Wow. Really? <laughs> I don't have self-control, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> well, it's it I'll I'll be honest like for me, it's like if I had this VR headset, I would be setting some kind of a timer or something or setting a bunch of like my phone already I have like restrictions on it that I like that I set voluntarily. Oh yeah, me as well. To curb yeah. because yeah, I know this is also why I don't have TikTok. It's not because I'm I think TikTok is cringe. It's because I know I will be on there forever if I get it. I just I know that's why I delete I delete Instagram. At this point I have no Snapchat, no Instagram. It's not because I don't want to be on those apps, it's because they're too damn good. They're too the dopamine from Instagram and Snapchat is too high that I realize my life's better off if I delete that because I'm just staring at it all Snapchat. day. What what is addicting about Snapchat? I've never got addicted to Snapchat. Well, because it's there's some nice the, there's some nice content on Snapchat. But that's but what I'm saying <laughs> what No, it's because it's no? <laughs> it's because of the um the way my brain like continuously craves it. So uh, yeah, I agree. Snapchat actually is like not that great. But when you delete Instagram, when you delete TikTok, Snapchat's the only social media you got. You're going on there all the time. You're really? checking out the explore page is literally a, a infinite scroll. At the oh, explore I page on Snapchat. It's an infinite yeah, scroll. I didn't know that. So then I delete Snapchat. Now it wants like my brain just wants dopamine. It's just always like, give me, give I guess me something. I've been, I guess I'm like, yeah, because I, I think Emily's brain works like that too. And I see her. that's most human brain. But <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's everyone's, that's everyone's brain, brain. For me, like I have Instagram and I have YouTube. And I, for me, where where it gets me is YouTube videos. I feel like the shorts, I like, I'll watch a couple shorts and then I'm like, I want to go into a video. You know what I mean? Like I love watching YouTube videos. That's where I get my shit. That's where I'm on all 24 seven. But at least I feel like with the YouTube videos, at least it's like, I feel like it's not like wasted time. I feel like you learn shit. You know what I mean? Or it's like a more of like a news yeah. channel or it's more of like a golf channel. You know what I mean? I but you're like, in the minority of people who even watch videos. Right. Like everyone's on shorts now. Shorts, shorts mastered bro, the I, attention I watch span. the shorts. The reason why, I guess I was just not, never got like that, like addicted to it that much. Like sometimes I still go on it, but I feel like I watch like 20 shorts in a row and I learn nothing. Like I forget everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like you watch like a YouTube video and you actually get something out of it. I, I agree. You I know? mean, you're completely right, but you're not representative of most humans. Because, like, do you ever do that where you, like, went through, like, the, sh the shorts or whatever or the TikTok, and then you're just, like, afterwards, you're just, like, what the fuck did I just do? I, I don't remember anything I just happened. You know what I mean? That's the best That's part, That's the point. Yeah. It's, like, a, it's, it's the same way why people sit in front of slot machines for hours. Yeah. It's literally YouTube shorts and TikTok are basically slot machines, entertainment slot machines, and you're just going through each video looking for the one to hit 
and you just I kind of wish there was a way to remove YouTube shorts from YouTube you know what I mean like on your app that would be like sick yeah because that is it is a it's a fucking time waste like I feel like I'm like sometimes I go on YouTube shorts and I'm just like fuck you know like it is it is and like YouTube shorts isn't even that great like TikTok is great but I'm I'm not even on it like I'm I know I'll be addicted so yeah VR imagine VR TikTok dude holy crap you know but vr tiktok here's the thing tiktok might even die in a way when vr happens because vr the whole point of vr is that you get like more screen real estate uh, the whole point of tiktok is that no. you get the vertical vertical slab you know okay what I mean? it's like, even worse now than it's dude, yeah <laughs> like i just let me just let me just put it this way right like, like do you go on tiktok on your computer like you can't go on tiktok on your computer no because tiktok hasn't evolved to that point yet it's yeah. it's it's basically like tiktok is engineered to basically be where you're on most which is your phone hypothetically for most right. people maybe i guess yeah you. most people it most is people phone. it's always your phone like for me it's I, computer my brain. screen time um like maybe like seven weeks ago before i started like focusing more on productivity was like 13 hours on what phone. yeah what are you serious, serious. Dude, that's like and that's like normal by the that's way like, no was not even a my, i was actually like like i'm low compared to some of my friends i think mine is three Tim, and you're, you're weird. You're that's what I'm weird, trying to say. Bro. You're like you're so you're built different. That's basically what I'm that's trying to say. And I feel like are, a lot. I thought that was a lot. I thought most like humans, three. most humans cannot resist the free dopamine. And that's what I'm saying. Where it's like you're like oh like you know what I'm saying like TikTok might die. Like sure, Vine died. Thirteen though. Vine, 13? Vine died. Right. What were you like, doing for thirteen hours on your phone though? TikTok. TikTok was I How? think seven hours. A day. Dude, and that's How not even, even weird. Have that much time that's not even weird. To do when that. you're not doing anything, when you don't have a job. <laughs> no, but that's. Oh, I see. That. No, but no, but Tim, <laughs> yeah. Tim, it's like. What are you supposed to do? You bro? are literally I to, I in the no minority. Idea. Like I think you overestimate the amount of self-control humans have. It's very low. And I also think that very like, low. Like for me, right? I'm like that's. I'm like that's pretty crazy. Thirteen hours is pretty fucking crazy, right? But if you think about like your like every single generation it gets worse mm. you know what i'm saying like well i mean i'm sure there would be a limit where it's just you don't have enough hours in the day right mm. and like obviously there are people in your generation or like in like like i guess older generations that have spent like more time on a screen but like basically with more accessibility obviously more people are going to become addicted right yeah. well, so it's kind of like the idea I of think like, also your 13 hours on the phone i guess maybe how many hours were spent also like would you say on tv and on like your computer on top of that probably like close to zero okay so that makes more sense because i'm probably closer to 13 hours but it's like i use my tv i yeah. use my xbox you know i use my 13 uh, hours sounds crazy computer. but if you think about it but if you're just on your phone, that makes sense. Because I probably use my computer like I don't use at my least laptop. eight hours a day. Like, you know, or like because work is or work is already four. And then probably like I'm applying to jobs or something. It's probably like six hours a day on my laptop. And it's then, like, just crazy when you on. think about like I sleep for eight, maybe seven hours, maybe six hours. And I spend twice that amount of time on my phone. How many hours am I like? not spending doing either sleep or on being on a screen it's pretty crazy yeah honestly. that's screens, why that's why i had everywhere. to yeah i will I say most that's why i had to curb it back actually most like, friends hang out by going on their phones together like we're weird for talking right now like i don't think you understand 
human nature. I don't think most just, friends go on their phone together. I've never seen a group of friends like I mean, I, unless they're younger. The younger like Landon's age, maybe they do that sometimes. My but friends like, do that. What the fuck? Are my, you serious? Me and my friends like like it's kind of like that level of comfort where you're like chill with somebody and like you go over to their house and like you guys don't really have anything to do and like literally it'll be like me and my two friends and we'll just be like chilling and we're just like on our phones and I'll be like, you always saying something. And he's like, oh shit, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. that's that's that that sounds absolutely crazy to me, dude. That's like dude, extremely yeah, normal, like, and I'm we're actually super normal. Minority that's not because, even weird. Like we don't do that that often, but like when we do, it's not weird. Like it's very like casual. You know what I'm saying? Like we're just like we just happen to be in the same room together, but like a lot of it is like, well, like I would argue is like we're just very comfortable with each other. So like I like go spend time with them in times that I would just be on, on my phone in my room. So it's like, I'm yeah. just like with other people doing that. Yeah. But like, no, yeah. I do understand. I guess I'm just like, not with the people that often too, because I guess it gets to a point where you probably, I, I'm not like that. If you look at any too. public place where people are stagnant in a group, most of them will be on their phones. It's just, unless they're walking, unless they're driving. Um, I remember going, I go to the mall or the beach. You look at those sitting areas and people are just like, they are, they're still like, everyone's on their phone if they I even mean, if they know each other like even oh if they're yeah someone they know oh yeah I, it's almost think like, about like generationally like who is just like talking and chilling on like a park bench it's like obviously the old people you know what i'm saying mm. like if you're a young person like if you're outside that's already you're already a minority yeah. for that mm-hmm. if you think about mm-hmm. it you know what i'm saying like you're like we're talking about the people that you see outside being on their phones in groups yeah. of people like yeah. you don't even see the people inside like not doing you know what i'm saying was, what's the purpose why, why would you go and hang out with your friends just to go on your phone like what would be the purpose that like, wasn't i don't think that was the purpose they had the purpose they had was to go hang out with their friends but it's because your human nature is bored with the conversation or bored you guys are just so, doing nothing in that moment you're resting and then going on your phone i will say like the idea of like i guess like for at least for me like i don't really take naps i just like lay there on my phone and then like after like a little bit i'm like i'm good you know what i'm saying like yeah so in that way it's almost like i'm like basically like quote unquote napping with like my friends Mm -hmm. and we're all just like tired or something like that and then like once like someone like is like once we like kind of figure out what we're doing usually it's like when we're figuring like what we're gonna do that night or whatever and then we're like okay like let's go and then the phones go away but then like like a lot of people like it's kind of like the idea of like you're comfortable enough with somebody that you just do what you'd normally do on your own with them. Yeah, like like me and Emily, like we yeah, do that. Exactly. Like, yeah. So yeah. it's like it's yeah. kind of like the idea of like I guess like exactly we do that, but we're not hanging out. You know what I mean? Like I feel like um you know we have a conscious like there's a conscious like okay now we're hanging out now and as soon as we turn that on to like we're hanging out you know like we're together we're like you know doing something together you know then it's like then it's like no phones at all and so yeah we're, we're the same way right but it's like yeah. before that doing something together happens we're like hey do you guys just want to like chill and like until we figure out what we want to do sure chilling is just being yeah, on our chilling is definitely in the same room yeah. you know what i'm saying and i will say there was a time in american history where families gathered together in their living room and actually just talked and then the tv was invented and then instead of doing that instead of doing nothing together everyone watched the screen together and ever since that that's what we've been doing it just mm-hmm. looks like a different format we're all on our screens together it's bonding quote unquote 
but you know we are t- to the point where even with vr and apple's own video they were I showing how because both of you guys are old well they were they're showing an apple vision pro it was like you're all watching a movie together someone could get up and go get popcorn you're still all watching the same movie and you're not even interrupting like that's crazy you know what i'm saying like at least before you'd say pause the movie and give like some time to breathe you know but now it's like you're just going it's just constant and it's like i said i think there's amazing leaps in productivity and efficiency we're going to mm-hmm. see with this product but we are on the brink of some insane like addiction and dopamine uh abuse like the next frontier of it i mean well, me and yeah yeah i think that like but let's say let's say this then um i don't know i don't know how long have we been going an hour yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, we got in here. We got in here for the next episode. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything else to say, but yeah, that is. It is. Yeah, I guess it is kind of crazy that people are just on their phones together chilling. But I guess if they are comfortable with each other, then and if that's what they want to do, then what's really the harm in that? I don't know. It is kind of weird though we, how much time we spend on screens. I, that's why I love golf, bro. I love golf yeah, for that reason. Yeah. I go out there. I don't go on my phone at all. You know, it's like four hours. You're just out there on the course and nature outside um yeah that's nice you know i'm i'm nice. it keeps me sane um and so we all need that every every human needs that in their life some golf of some kind that's a nice reset man yeah no i agree with that or like chess too dude like chess chess is great because then you're not um doing anything else you know it's a it's a, it's a good time um yeah that's a shrinking minority of young people though who understand that in my opinion yeah yeah, I, it's kind of crazy because you guys are like, man, you're like really weird for like that. And I'm like, damn, I'm kind of, I feel kind of, I, I am kind of weird for that. But I think it's like, it's also like, I I hope that that's a like. Like, I feel like at the bare minimum when you guys are all hanging out, like if I was with my friends and we were all were bored, I feel like bare minimum is like all watch something together on the TV or all play a video game on the TV. Do you know what I mean? Like for me, that would be like the farthest extent you know what i mean if yeah. we are hanging out but like, i think it's like one of the things where it's almost like um but with my family like with my family if it's a regular day and we're all just kind of like eating downstairs in the kitchen we'll all be on our phones like because we're not and, and people are coming in and out and we're not really like hanging out though you know like we're just we're just in the house you know so that's a kind of different situation choosing what to watch is already like a choice for like because we're all indecisive that's the biggest thing it's like we're all super indecisive so like we're all like kind of just on our phones like trying to figure out what to do so like choosing like oh let's watch this movie while we like don't do anything is like you know what i'm saying already a difficult process or like a video game or like a video game yeah you know at that point we're like let's just go home then and play valorant oh you guys play valorant we play valorant dude i need to get a gaming pc that's what i'm looking at it's getting a game pc for um csgo 2 you're gonna play CSGO one. too? Dude, yes, bro. I've been waiting for it. Dude, I'm awesome. waiting to make I'm my excited. comeback. I'm excited, man. Dude, especially with my curved monitor, I want that. I want a fucking gaming PC because that would be so sick. Dude, do it. That would be so we'll sick. We'll play together, man. Or Valorant. I mean, maybe I can get into Valorant too. Dude, get into Valorant, man. Everyone yeah. plays Valorant. Valorant would be. You're playing Nathan too? You're playing Valorant? Nathan plays Valorant with me. A little bit. How yeah. much does it cost to get a PC that would be good enough to play Valorant? Not that much, I think. Like, it shouldn't 
Costner. I don't know though. Like I just want to get a pre-built one, like on like oh, fucking pre-built. Facebook well, I feel like Valorant and CS:GO aren't like super intense in terms of like graphics, right, Noah? Like your yeah. computer can handle it, so you really your old gaming laptop can handle. Yeah, Valorant, so, so you can probably get away with hopefully like less than six hundred. I'm hoping, like yeah, yeah, yeah like it shouldn't all, be man. too bad. Especially for CS:GO, that's like not even gonna be that. You're not playing game. anything insane, you know. Those are all very tame games graphically. So, yeah, yeah. My laptop's probably too weak for that, though, right? You could try still. You should still try. You can try. Yeah. yeah. Especially if it's no, it's no harm in trying. It's your laptop connected to your monitor. Yeah. Is it, is it does it have good like cooling and stuff? Um, you can, get, cool, you can pretty... get a cooling pad for it. I mean, the laptop. I think the laptop is pretty. It never gets overheated. I don't think it ever gets too hot. So um, I would say that's try pretty it. cool. And, Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should just try it with my laptop too. Those laptops are strong, man. Yeah, that's true. I also just got a new motherboard for it. So, dude, that's the whole. That's the best part about the Lenovo ThinkPads is that my my whole casing on the bottom of my laptop is brand new, and my motherboard's brand new, and I got it for free with the support thing. So. Yeah. pretty much have a new computer in some ways but yeah but yeah basically yeah, ai's uh and fucking <laughs> vr headsets are gonna take over I and feel bad uh, that, like my, like i came on the podcast and it was just so depressing and like pessimistic <laughs> the entire time like we no no anything fun uh, no 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 you're just uh me and you think the same so basically like if tim's we were gonna talk i was gonna say this anyway so everything you said i would have said anyway no i liked your take i liked but, yeah. your take yeah it's uh it's definitely is a sad take though, but <laughs> I, I, I would it. rather be like pessimistic and then be s- surprisingly mm. like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not I, bad philosophy. You know what I'm like, it's not a bad. All of a sudden, it's like, like everyone's like, let's put aware like headsets and let's like just go hang out. I'm like, dude, it's fucking awesome. Oh yeah. To me, it's the realistic standpoint. Science and history don't lie. I'd like so. to be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> we'll see how it goes though. Although everything you said about the pros of it are true. I pros think that's true. Yeah, the there pros are, are huge pros. The pros are huge. Massive pros. Massive pros, massive drawbacks. You also have a freaking theater the in your Same with social room. media. Like social media, we've accomplished so much together with that, but holy crap, it's, it's super greatest, bad too. It's greatest strength, so it's greatest weaknesses. It's like the same thing with that. Yeah. All right. Hopefully I can get one well, soon. I do want one really bad though. <laughs> it's like, well, all right. I, I think, I, think I'll, I won't be unaffected. I think I'm just going to see the pros of it personally. So I think for me, yeah, fuck all y'all. You yeah. guys are screwed. I'm chilling. So. <laughs> you're chilling. Oh, yeah. I, I think you're chilling too. 